Welcome to the Shaleen Show. What's up? How are you? I am awesome, and I hope you are having an amazing week. I'm super excited, and I just wanted to touch base with you. I'm off to Smart Success. As you know, this is an event we put on one time a year, and I thought, what better topic to discuss with you than time-saving systems? In other words, productivity. But what does it mean to have productivity? Like I was thinking about that in terms of how somebody looks at that word if, say, you're like a stay-at-home mom or you are, um, you've retired and you don't have a job. Like, do you still have to be productive? Well, I mean, obviously, right? I mean, dumb question. But what does it really mean at its base level to all of us? And I think productivity means getting the desired result that you're after. Like how to be productive means I'm trying to do something and I'm accomplishing what it is I set out to do and I'm doing it in an efficient way. So today I wanna share with you something that I'm just really excited about because it makes life easier. A couple of things I wanna start with. Number one is I've been reading this amazing book. I don't know if I put enough emphasis on that called The Organized Mind. Now, the reason why I'm reading this particular book is because I've read every book you can possibly lay your hands on when it comes to time management, being proficient, being effective, focus, all of those things. And a lot of the principles that not just I teach, you know, that just a lot of people teach have to do with organizing things in our brain. But what I love about the organized mind is it's not just like success principles because many success principles stem all the way back to Napoleon Hill. I mean, if you really wanna get serious about this, success principles are found all the way back to the times of the Bible. Now, most success principles are just that. They are principles that are tried and true regardless of time. I mean, you can change the methodology based on whatever technology is available to us, right? But success principles are really based on systems and wanting a desired effect, applying some simple steps, improving that process, and therefore improving your result or improving the method by which you achieve that result. So that's really interesting to me. But what I wanted to know is like the science behind all of that and, and kind of like how our brains have evolved. And what I've learned, which is really interesting, is um, our brains haven't evolved, not much. What's happened is our culture, our society, our demands, the times that we live in, that has changed tremendously. Get this, since 1986, our world has changed so much that we are presented with nearly five times the amount of data like that we have to receive and process, five times the amount of data that we had received during that same time frame back in 1986. Like, what, what does that actually mean? That is the equivalent of each of us reading 174 newspapers cover to cover each day. My brain cannot handle that. In fact, I can barely remember my name and where I live. And there's been this shift, and you've seen it, I'm sure, in books and in uh, literature and, and just kind of this like, we're all putting on the brakes and going, enough, it's too much, I can't handle it. And so what I love about this book, The Organized Brain, is it takes a look at 
what we do from a, the standpoint of neuroscience, what our brains have evolved to be able to handle, and yet what we are asking them to handle each and every day, which really explains why people are completely stressed out, overwhelmed, and feeling like a failure because you can't manage it all. But now that you know you are having to process 174 newspapers cover to cover every single day on top of all of the things that our brains were evolved to process, no wonder it's too much. So it's all the more reason. I mean, we can't change it, right? Like you can't, there's nothing you and I really can do to stop the fact that when we're driving down the road, there are billboards and there's music playing in the car and there's kids yelling and there's text messages going off on your phone, even though you shouldn't be looking at them while you're driving. And there's, uh, you know, newspapers and there's books and there's Facebook and there's social media and emails and voicemails and all of these ways that people expect to reach us. All of this information that we quickly have to, we have to, we have to process it. Like even if you're driving, right? If you're driving in your car and your phone happens to be on, even if it's not within your reach, like I have a little, um, like a little, I don't even what you call it, but it's like a phone holder, right? And I stick my phone in that. And even though I am not texting while I'm driving, if it dings or if a notification goes off, it's still distracting. Even if I don't look at it, it's still a decision. Even, you know, if a, if a horn honks while you're driving, that's a decision you have to process. While you're sitting watching television and your phone notifies you that you've received a text message or an email or, or anything, You have to make a decision. You have to make a decision. Do I interrupt this person who I'm in a conversation with? Or do I make a decision to ignore the person who's trying to reach me? And then your brain starts going through all of the possibilities. Like, what if it's an emergency? And and then you start thinking about other conversations and who might be trying to reach you and are you ignoring them? Is it something terribly important? And then you have to decide, do I ignore the person who's trying to reach me or do I interrupt the person who I'm in a conversation with. There's all of these micro decisions our brains have to make simply because we've allowed technology to interrupt everything. Everything now requires us to make a decision. And what's very interesting is that research shows us it is not the weight of the decision. It's just a decision that taxes our brain. In other words, the decision to choose whether or not you are going to go to college A or college B. If it's just one decision, that is equally as taxing on your brain as it is for you to decide, should I wear black shoes or white shoes? Now, some decisions have lots of decisions within them, but each and every decision, no matter how serious it is, they are equal in terms of the uh, amount of energy because it's a cellular process that requires from our brain. And you know, we only have so much brain power, like that's not a made up term, that's a legit term. So what I wanna do today is talk to you about how to minimize that depletion of mental energy each day by creating systems where you don't have to think about it anymore. It's just, it's easy, it's simple, it makes you more effective, and you get the result that you want. It's easier on your brain and it saves you time. Now get this, if by creating just one system today, just one, you saved yourself 10 minutes today and you could do that and repeat it every single day. Like, so let's just say from, let's start tomorrow, from tomorrow through the entire year, if you were to save yourself just 10 minutes, 
do you realize that's 60 hours in a year's time? 60 hours of time you could save. What could you do in 60 hours? You could rest. You could spend time with family. You could create a new product. You could start working on your dream. You could get more exercise. You could get more sleep. You could do a lot of things. Most of all, I would hope you would use those 60 hours to live, live your life. So let's talk about some really basic ways that you can create systems in your own life. A system is an ordered and proven process that saves you time and stress and unnecessary thought process. Now, I know that sounds odd, but if you think about it, once you've systematized something, once you have automatized a behavior, you no longer have to use a thought process. Like there's no thought process that you go through each morning before you brush your teeth. It's systematized. You, you don't even think about the steps because you've automatized it. You've made it something that you just do. And the purpose of a system is to produce a predictable outcome. Where do you need systems in your life? All right, now think about something that you do on a regular basis, and it seems like you do it over and over and over again. And if you leave out just one detail, it's like disaster, right? It's, it's the equivalent of getting packed and ready to go to the airport. And that seems like it's automatic, right? But, but if you don't have a system for doing that and you leave out one detail, for example, you forget to lock the doors or you're on your way to the airport and you're just about to unload your bags and you've got just the right amount of time to make your flight and you realize you didn't bring your driver's license. Those kind of details can ruin everything. So there's a part of it that feels pretty automatic and it's like, well, I, I know the right steps, but it's not so automatic that you don't have to still go back to your brain and go, okay, okay, I hope I haven't forgotten anything. So that's an example of something that you could systematize. Grocery shopping, um, preparing for an event, things that you do at work. The way that I create a workout program, I have had to learn how to systematize that because it was very stressful and time-consuming, and I realized there was a better, more effective way of doing it so I could get my desired result. Everything I do in work, I'm always looking for the system. I try to figure out, okay, what's working, what's not working, and the way that I do that is I write down everything that I'm doing so that those steps aren't left for me to remember them in my brain because, as we know, you know, there's just no room with 174 newspapers cover to cover, the equivalent of in our brains. How are we going to remember all of the little details that make things work? So even, for example, in creating this podcast, with my very first podcast episode, I have this little green notebook next to me. And from my very first couple of episodes, I wrote down everything from where I positioned the mic to um, what sound quality I was looking for and and did I have water nearby? And what time of day did I record at? And things that I could do to save myself time. For example, when I would send it off to an editor, at first what I was doing was listening to it start to finish by myself and taking out pieces that I didn't like the way it sounded or if I messed up a word and then I would restate it, I would pull that out myself. So a 30-minute podcast at that point was taking me another probably hour to listen to it and fix it. And then I still didn't have the ability to edit it the way a, uh, you know, with the type of sound quality I wanted. So then I would still have to send it off to an editor. 
And then he would send it back to me and I would listen closely. And then I realized, okay, that's taking a ton of time for me to go through and edit those things out, which I, of course, can do, but it doesn't make sense for me to do it. I should pay someone who's much better at it and I should use my time to create better content, right? So instead, what I would do is I'd make this sound. And you probably can't tell, but on a waveform in the audio file, when I send it to my editor, it's a very distinct spike in the track. So he can tell from that that there's an error someplace right before that sound, and that's something I want eliminated. That saved me the headache of worrying if, in fact, he would know what things I wanted removed. That's part of my system. And, and there are systems that I think will probably help you because they're things that not everybody who's listening has their own podcast. But some things I think are really important are understanding those things that you should be outsourcing or that you should be creating a list. A system is something as simple as a checklist. I drive my friends crazy, but I also, I know they love it. Like for example, when we go snowboarding, the process of getting to the mountain, we've got two kids and we've been snowboarding with them since they were like six, right? And if you've ever gone skiing or snowboarding, you know there's so much equipment that's required in order for people to be comfortable and not to have to spend a fortune on the slopes going into a, a pro shop and buying mittens because somebody remembered everything except for their gloves or their mittens, right? So what I started doing is creating a complete morning checklist. And you might think, you can't remember what you're supposed to bring. Well, yeah, you can. But if you leave out one item, that can cost you time and money and affects everybody, right? So I created this little tiny checklist on an app and it includes everything you could possibly imagine right down to your socks, foot warmers, undergarments, what you, everything, anything you could possibly imagine, then some. And I send it to everybody. And I know they always get a kick out of it and they mock me and they you know, think, oh, you're so OCD. But whenever I go snowboarding with people, inevitably, the morning of, I'll get a text message from them and they'll say, hey, can you send me that quick checklist again? Yeah, that's what I thought. I knew you'd love my system. Another really important system that we've created is grocery shopping. I know this, just work with me for a second because I know you're gonna think this sounds crazy, but inevitably we would go grocery shopping and come home and realized we'd missed certain items or the kids you know, had the special thing that they wanted us to buy or we didn't realize that or especially me, I would tend to buy like certain items like every single week as if I was getting ready for the Armageddon. Like there was one point I realized I had enough spaghetti in my pantry to open up an Italian restaurant. And then I realized, okay, I need a system. Now, in all honesty, and don't judge me, but I believe this saves me time and therefore it gives me more time and freedom to be with my family. We have someone who does our grocery shopping for us. She's our housekeeper, Myra. You've heard me talk about Myra. Myra is the Bombay of the day. Y'all are the bomb.com. Myra is the Bombay of the day, day, day. She's worked for us for like eight years, I believe. And at first we just hired her to do some housekeeping. Actually, we hired her to do laundry. True story. Because I hate laundry. I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. I love putting it into the laundry machine. I love hitting start, but I hate folding it, I hate sorting it, and I hate putting it away. But I also hate when I'm looking for something and it's not available, it's dirty. 
So we hired somebody to come in three days a week to do our laundry. Now, we did this in a moment when we were broke. So that might sound excessive and ridiculous, but I talk about it in most of my seminars as being a game changer. Because for me, laundry was my destination procrastination. So before I could work on work, before I could get to my projects, before I could do anything that mattered, I just felt like I couldn't until like every piece of laundry was washed, sorted, and put away, which is like basically never, especially when you hate it, right? And I think Brett just finally caught on that I was totally using that as this mental block. And he's like, well, let's just bring in someone for a couple of weeks and you'll get that relief and it'll make you feel calm and you'll be able to work on the projects that you're working on. I was like, okay, all right. I felt really guilty, but I'm like, all right, that's fine. And so we did that and like, I don't even know if you can picture it right now, but like the skies parted and a ray of sunshine like landed on our house and everything was sorted and color-coded and it was hanging in closets according to sleeve length and every sock had a mate and everything was clean. Like it was bizarre. It was weird how once our laundry and our clothing situation was so organized, it felt like the whole world suddenly made sense. Like everything got organized. That's just my thing. Maybe for you, that's the garage or something else. Okay, but here's what happened. While she's waiting for the laundry to get done, she would start organizing and cleaning. So those couple of hours that she was spending, not only did it make our closets and our laundry super organized, it made like our whole house top to bottom organized. One quick little note on this before I move on. I know a lot of you, and if you don't, you know, someday I hope you do, because I'm telling you, it is so awesome to be in a position where you can afford to help somebody else out financially and at the same time have them come in and help out your family. And I know you might not be there now, but the moment you can make this stretch, trust me, it is an investment that pays you back in dividends. However, and I talk to many, 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 especially women who say, oh, I do that. I have a housekeeper that comes once a month or, or even every other week. And I'll say to you, okay, and do you, does your house feel like a disaster two days later? Yes. And uh, do you still spend so much time cleaning and straightening up and organizing because you're so embarrassed to have your housekeeper walk in and see the disaster that you've created since the last time he or she was there? How does she know these things? Yeah, because I was doing that too. And it felt extravagant and outrageous to have someone come in three times a week to do our laundry. However, it was actually less expensive because we weren't paying for a full day's fee. We were just paying her hourly wage, which there are plenty of people out there who would love to earn minimum wage, make some extra money or whatever it is you can afford to pay them and work hours while their kids are at school or just some extra money to bring in to help their household. There are so many people who are going without. So here's the other thing. Just give it a try. All I did was agree to try it for two weeks and see if it made things better. That was all I ever planned to do. And here we are eight years later, right? And I cannot live without Myra. I love her. I love her. I love Myra. Okay, because it just kept getting bigger and better. So then she started like cleaning the house and and then she was like, hey, um, did you, would you guys like me to do your grocery shopping for you? And I'm like, oh gosh, she could never do that. 
She doesn't know what we eat. I like to go up and down every single aisle and look at every single label. And nobody else could do that for us because I only know what everybody else eats. So I thought. And then I realized, well, what if I just wrote down everything that we have in our pantry, everything that we have in our refrigerator, and realized that I could create a system? Because lo and behold, I was forgetting things. I was overbuying spaghetti. I was spending so much time putting things away and forgetting items and and you know what else buying things i didn't need to buy like i if it's not in my house i won't eat it but if i'm walking down the aisle i'm like oh i'll just buy this little sugar coated crunchy thing in case somebody else in the household wants it but yeah you know who eats it on the car ride home from the grocery store so what i did what we did was created an excel document and on that excel sheet which i print out weekly for myra It lists everything. I know it sounds crazy, but it's about four or five pages. And you know what I'll do? Oh my God, I just realized this. I will share mine with you. Don't judge me, but I will share my complete shopping list with you. I'll put it up on the show notes and you can download it and then you can revise it. You can take things off because, you know, I'm buying for one, two, three, let's see. I have two kids and plus two others that stay with us almost all the time. Um, And then like four and five of my kids friends who are always here so yeah we're, we're um, feeding a lot of people and varied tastes but you'll see you'll see my shopping list now here's what we do we create that list and then myra very quickly just scans the list before she goes grocery shopping to see if there are any notes of things that and she makes a little inventory and says okay we already have this we already have this and she puts a little check box next to things we do need to buy and it also lists them according to stores because i have her shop at a couple different stores And then part of that system is when we're done with a food, you know what I mean? Like sometimes you're eating something like every single day, at least this is what I do. And then I'm like, I never, ever, ever want to eat that ever again as long as I live. And I just cut it cold turkey. I go from eating it every single day to never wanting to see it ever again in my whole life. And so then I just cross it off the list and I add something new. It has, it has allowed us to eat so much healthier. She brings the groceries home. Here's the system. She immediately washes them all with Eat Cleaner, which is a fruit and vegetable spray. You've heard me talk about um, how important it is to use Eat Cleaner on previous episodes. You want to download that. We'll reference those in the show notes. I'll reference Eat Cleaner, but I just, you should not be putting a bite of fruit or vegetables in your mouth without using Eat Cleaner, even if it's organic, even if you're really washing it well. Okay, so then she washes everything. She lets it sit for two minutes. She rinses it. And then she puts everything cut and prepped in beautiful, clear glass bowls in the refrigerator. So imagine opening up my fridge. This would, dude, this would so not happen if it was me. If it was me, I was just like shoving everything in my refrigerator like, kids, get down here and help me unload the groceries, right? It was just a mess. So we weren't eating a lot of our produce. Things weren't, uh, what do you call it? What they do at the grocery store, um, merchandised. Like now when you open up my refrigerator door, it's merchandised. And by that, I mean the healthiest, most appetizing, best for you. Whole foods are at eye level and they've already been prepared. So it makes it very convenient to eat whole. Then on top of that, she makes me fresh lemon, ginger, uh, cayenne pepper waters. And it's just my refrigerator is loaded with those. That's a system that's allowed me to be healthier for my whole family to eat whole. It saves me time. It saves me money. It saves me so much money to follow that system. But the system starts with you making notes. The system starts with the decision 
that if you leave something out, it's a disaster, number one. And number two, most systems you want to create so that somebody else could look at the sheet and go, I can do this for you. I can outsource this, especially when we're talking about things that we do for our work or for our growing business. There's so many things that you think you have to do because no one else can do it. Am I right? Well, the reason why no one else can do it is because you've never written down and perfected your system. You see, once you start to write down your system, you can perfect it. And when you perfect a system that you know you're going to get a desired result, right? And, and you get that result, and then you can improve upon that result by improving the system, by never failing to leave out an item. Wow, then we're talking about really saving time every single day. Now, when I spoke earlier about saving you just 10 minutes a day, I can guarantee you using Myra saves me a minimum of two to three hours per day. I, that's laundry I don't have to do. That's food prep I don't have to take care of. Two to three hours a day. Now, not everyone has the same hourly wage, but I know what my hourly wage is and I can't afford to lose that. I also can't afford to lose that extra time with my family. And the value of that peace of mind, just feeling organized and just knowing that my family is eating healthy and they're their stuff is always there. Like They're not like, mom, have you seen my uniform? It's like, it's always there. Or mom, there's nothing to eat. You know, and then they eat crap. There's always healthy fruits and vegetables at eye level that's already been cut, washed, and prepared for them. It's pretty cool. I know many of you are starting or building your own businesses. Nowhere is it more important for you to create systems and don't let that sound overwhelming or like more um, grandiose than what it really is. It's literally just writing down the steps and making sure you don't forget any of them. Let me give you an example. We are doing tons of webinars now. I love doing webinars. It seems pretty automatic. Nonetheless, I've created a system that makes sure that we don't miss a very important ingredient. Now, it would seem second nature. It's like, okay, well, my slides are already created. And I know I have to promote it a couple of days before. I know that I need to make sure I'm hydrated on that day so I don't lose my voice. And I want to make sure that there's someone there to help me with technology in the event that something goes wrong. I can still continue to talk and I can let somebody handle the technology side of it. And then I also need somebody there with me to read through the comments so that I can continue talking and teaching and they can kind of keep track and respond to people's questions while we're on a live webinar. So all of those things like seem pretty common sense. Like I, I shouldn't need to write that down, but yet I still do. And even though I've created a very complete system, each and every time I do a webinar, there's something that I realize we can do a little bit better or that I might've left off the list. Let me give you an example. Recently, we did an awesome webinar and I'm like, that was like, so good. You know, and I, I want to send that to the people who had registered for it, but they, for whatever reason, didn't show up for the actual live webinar. Well, guess what I had never included in my list of tasks? Hit record. <laughs> now I laugh every time I see that check, you know, that, that item on my checklist hit record because it seems so basic, but we finished and then we went to upload it to send it and we realized nothing had been recorded. No big deal because I'm doing webinars all the time. But if I really do a fantastic one, I want to make sure it's recorded 
So I can send it to the people who said, I want to be on this webinar. I just can't be there at noon or whatever time. Because as you know, I schedule my webinars around my schedule because that is my life by my design, which has everything to do with the kids right now. And that'll all change, I'm sure, once they're both away at college or whatever they decide to do. But systems really start with you writing clear and concise notes about each and every step, breaking them down, making sure that everybody who's involved knows what's expected, the deadlines, and that they should be involved in the process. As you create systems in your personal life and your professional life, what you generate, my friend, is freedom. And now that we understand how overwhelming technology and all the demands that are placed upon us, how, how that has evolved to a, a level at which we just can't remember every single detail and having to keep track of every single detail is exhausting. That's why people are so tired. They're so burnt out. So if you can minimize that and get your desired result, well, that, my friend, is what I call smart success. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I would love to see you someday at Smart Success. As, as you know, there's two events that we do per year, Marketing Impact Academy and Smart Success. And people are always like, what's the difference? Well, Marketing Impact is all about marketing. And Smart Success is all about systems. What I've just discussed, except I just printed out the transcripts from my last Smart Success event because I wanted to like read through and just kind of make sure I didn't miss any like really important pieces or things I could eliminate. And in those three days, it ended up being over 450 pages of a written transcript of what I said over the course of those three days. So yeah, it's a lot of information, but it just every single minute of it saves you time. And my goal, my, my prayer is that you'll use that time to create more more time that is so that you can live and relax and and not feel so tethered to technology or ambition and drive like those are all good things but you just you just have to to do that according to what's right for you like I was with a friend just before I started recording this podcast tonight and I said hey am I gonna see you at smart success this weekend she usually goes to all of them she said no my daughter has a track meet this weekend and I could tell she felt like really guilty about it. She's like, oh, I just, I hate not being there. And I hate hearing about everyone, you know, learning so much. And I, it's just like, I don't even want to know because it's like that awesome party that you weren't at. And I, I, I don't know. I just, it kind of bugs me because I don't even want to hear about it because I, I so want to be there. And I looked at her and I said, you are where you're supposed to be. And that's with your kid. And there'll be a time when it does work. And you've been before and you can watch it online because she's an Academy member. But this is a season that's very, very short with your kid. You are where you're supposed to be. Thank you for spending this time with me. Lifers, I love you. And you are the bomb.com.